What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are Shucky-ducky is the man Oh, shucky-ducky was a way for me to say I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because, you know, we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. Hey, Herman. Now, my question is relative to the president's upcoming big announcement relative to gun control. Yes, sir. Do we need to play the breaking news sounder or do we need to do a news nugget whoosh or do we just very silently? He ain't said nothing. <laughs> Which, you know, I, which, I think which one of those do, is it, you read this stuff. Thank well, you. you. You and I both know that just mentioning the word guns. Yes. Is a hot button for both parties. And so and we've seen all sorts of reaction and heated rhetoric on both sides. But when you dig into this and I think we should remember that it was three years ago this month uh, that the president unveiled 23 different executive actions on guns. You remember those? No, yes. you don't. Nobody remembers no. them because they didn't do anything. I was really. about to say, 23? Yeah, he did 23 executive actions on guns back in January of 13, three years ago almost exactly. No one remembers them because they really didn't do much. Again, as I always say, when it comes to executive actions, there's only so much that any president can do. And I think this is another example. The biggest effort that's getting the attention is an effort to supposedly expand background checks and make sure that gun sellers are actually licensed by the federal government. Now, the background check itself is not being quote-unquote expanded. What they're going to try to do is just basically more strictly enforce the existing laws, the existing rules, the existing regulations that govern how firearms are sold. It's an effort to push more of those sales to licensed dealers, whether at a gun show, whether in a regular store, whether at a flea market, whether on the internet, and make sure, because there are people, and we know this, who are selling a number of weapons who are not going through the regular channels, which you would have to if you legally go out, if you, Herman Cain, go to the gun store or to a gun show and you buy a gun, you will have to go through a licensed dealer and get a background check. That is current law. Yep. So all this is doing is saying trying to squeeze some of the people who are out there skirting around the edges of the law and not going through the checks to try to get them to be registered as a dealer. So there's nothing that really changes, quote unquote, in terms of the law. Now, I know that you know a lot of people overreact on both sides about this. There is one other change I thought that's interesting, is that in the future they will force you to go through a background check if you are buying a firearm from a trust 
or some other legal entity. There have been examples of people sort of skirting around the laws on the background checks and more by putting weapons into a trust and selling them from there. So this is little stuff. There's no huge change here at all. Uh, they, they try to do some more stuff to funnel mental health records into the instant check system to say that basically if you're found to be nuts, then you shouldn't be buying a weapon. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about mental health issues in the wake of a number of shootings in recent years. So the bottom line is I look at this. It's a lot of talk. And it hits a hot button, especially in both parties. You know, just look at the reaction. Right. But I'm not sure it really achieves that much, just as the executive actions of three years ago, I'm not sure achieved that much either. Well, two thoughts. First, you reminded me of something. You're right that a lot of people don't remember, and that was 23 executive actions on gun control. How many years ago? Uh, three. Three it was years January ago. January of 2013, exactly. And there again, all that did, I presume, is to say we're going to enforce the laws that are already there. And that's it, kind of what you're saying that this is going to do. Yeah, and, and you know, there'll be a few uh, proposals to add money for the ATF or for the FBI to look at stuff. You know, that's stuff that has to be approved by the Congress, obviously, for extra money and extra people and things like that. But if you're looking for it in terms of, you know, what changes in these executive actions, what really is different, it's basically just more strictly enforcing the existing laws, which a lot of people, I think, on the gun rights side would say that's more of the answer rather than anything new. Now, did you indicate that on behalf of me, the entire Herman Cain radio show team and our listeners, you're going to watch the town hall gun meeting that the president is going to do? On I'll Thursday. be happy to. Jamie, I don't we're going to owe you one for that. That's no problem. I'm more than happy to do my job and help you out on those things. <laughs> Thank you, you know, Jamie. But, but again, I think this is interesting because, you know, so often, Herman, and I, I don't care what the issue is, you throw an issue out and both sides get all up in arms about it, especially one like guns or, you know, abortion, other things that are very, very, uh, you know, they, they drive both sides nuts when they come up in different ways. Sure they do. But, you know, it's again a reminder that with the executive actions, there is only so much you can do as a president. You can certainly use the bully pulpit, as he did yesterday, as he will again today, as he has before. And I think the more interesting dynamic to me politically is how this president and a lot of Democrats have decided that suddenly they have much more of a gumption to speak up on guns that they did not have maybe in the last five, ten years when they'd sort of shrink back from the issue and not get too involved in it. Yeah, they talk about it here and there. Right. But I just sense that the, the Democrats feel this is one of those issues where the Democrats feel this is a winner for them and the Republicans feel it's a winner for them too. Well, uh, like you said, now, these people that are skirting around the law, do we have any idea how many we're talking about? No, and that's okay. the thing. It's there. I've seen some estimates in the research that I've done over the last few days that as many as 40% of the guns that are sold in America sort of go through people who are not licensed dealers. I have no way to corroborate that, but I, I assume there's got to be a chunk. And again, this effort here does not get at uh, the individual private sales, like if you wanted to sell me a weapon or anything like that. There is nothing in this that seems to take that step to say every 
handgun sale has to go through a check. Now, as I mentioned yesterday to you, there are some states that do have laws like that. I think Pennsylvania is one of them, where if you sell somebody else a handgun, there has to be a background check and an established sale on that. So, you know, there are some states that have gone further. So, uh, you know, some of that stuff is already out there. But again, the main thrust of this seems to be the Obama administration more strictly enforcing the existing laws, the existing rules and regulations, not creating something new. Well, like you said, it does supposedly is going to allow doctors to report mentally unstable people. Now, how that's going to be done, it probably didn't get into that and what the implications of that are. Sure, and that's the thing. I, you can hear a lot of people saying, well, wait a second. Then, you know, somebody can, can wrongly uh, say that you shouldn't be able to buy a weapon and then, you know, my name will get on that list and then I won't be able to buy a gun. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can hear those kind of, of worries right. from people and I get that. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, if you want to uh, take this into the courts and, and fight the president on this, I'm sure there will be somebody who will do it. But I don't see that there's anything brand spanking new in terms of a new grab of rights or anything like that coming from this plan. Talking about the 2016 race and the fact that, yeah, we're seeing more negative ads. Let me ask you a question. Do people who work in the political consulting business still feel that attacks work and negative yeah. works? They do work. I mean, it's it's just the God's honest truth. Negative ads work, especially a lot of negative ads, and especially if the person you're attacking does not respond well. Uh, you know, the late the the last example of that is almost four years ago, right now, when Newt Gingrich did not go up in Iowa against just an onslaught of negative ads, and it really hurt him. Now, so far, nobody has taken on Donald Trump uh, other than the club for growth in terms of negative ads. I don't understand why. To me, it seems like that you could try that. Maybe they're still waiting for in the next few weeks. Uh, but I think the, the ads are out there, and we're going to see a lot more of them run by outside groups and by Republicans against each other. Uh, but it's a reminder that, yes, it still does drive things. Uh, and, and it's mainly in the, in the thought of you are getting a negative message out about somebody, and if that person does not react quick enough to respond to that, then that can become sort of a, a theme that gets uh, hung around your neck, whether it's right or wrong. Well, and interesting, we had a you know uh, you know me. I hate to look at just regular polls. I want to look at the overarching trends as where we are. And there was another poll out today. This one from on the Republican race out in California, which obviously does not get much attention. They don't vote out there until June. But it had Ted Cruz first, Donald Trump second, and Marco Rubio third. Cruz and Trump ahead by a bunch, and then Rubio, the only other one, in double digits. And, you know, the trend that we're seeing is nationally, as well as in most states, except for New Hampshire, that's pretty much the, 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 the sort of setup that we're getting right now in the Republican race. Cruz and Trump alternate one, two, and then Rubio in third. That's sort of what we're seeing in a lot of places right now. Now... Chris Christie, is he supposedly doing better in New Hampshire because he is, he's going on the attack? In fact, I'm looking right now at CNN. They're showing an ad being run by the super PAC that backs Marco Rubio that's going after Christie in New Hampshire. And why would why would Rubio be going after Christie right now? Well, it makes a lot of sense, actually, because in New Hampshire, Rubio has a better chance, for example, and Christie has a better chance, and Kasich has a better chance, and Bush has a better chance, because the electorate is different there in New Hampshire than it is right. in Iowa. And, uh, you know, if, if you can... If Christie could win 
or be the top guy other than Trump in New Hampshire, that would be a boost for him. It would be a big setback, I think, for Marco Rubio. So that there's the, you know, what do they call it in baseball? The game within a game. Well, yeah. that's the game within the game right now in New Hampshire for many in the Republican Party, is who can be that alternative to Trump. If you don't win, you want to at least be the best placed of the other guys because, let's face it, if Jeb Bush can't be the top of the other guys in New Hampshire, or if Chris Christie can't be, then I, I think it's troublesome for them going forward. Very quickly, explain again how the caucus system works in Iowa, which is different from a voting process. In yeah, the regular primary, you show up and you vote. You're done right. in five minutes or however the long the, uh, the line is. In, in Iowa and the other states that use the caucus, you show up. You got to wait through speeches. You got to you know make sure everybody is counted right. It can take three hours or so. You got to spend on an evening. In this case, Monday, February the first for Iowa. It is not as simple as just showing up to vote and you're done in five minutes. And that's one reason why it takes motivated people. Not only that, you got to be registered to vote and registered to vote for the right party. And that's the other thing that could come into play in Iowa, especially. Now, when they go to the caucus, do they do multiple ballots, or is all who gets the greatest number from that caucus? It's it's just for the Republicans, it's just whoever gets the most. The Democrats in Iowa have a different system, and that is if you have less than 15% of the vote. So let's say we have Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Martin O'Malley, and O'Malley only has, say, about 9%, then those people are allowed to reparcel themselves out to either of the other candidates, and that could change the outcome as well. Right. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.